Coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. My eyes got ahead of me and I said, oh, shit, I see the word donkeys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble. That's great. Oh, man. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. And we are here. Another episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast, our first kind of uh, guest. We have guests on this time, Bobby, so it's our first one of the year to have guests. I'm excited about that. And we I, I have... Needed, I needed people. <laughs> I needed I, to I, see or feel people. <laughs> I know, exactly. I can't wait till we can go out and see people in person, but we have our first recurring guest on the Middle Class VO Podcast. Woo-hoo! J.J. Wilson is with Woo! us. J.J. Wilson is back for the first time. And I am pleased to introduce for the first time on the Middle Class VO podcast, she is one of us. She comes from radio. She is right there in the trenches with us, working on VO every single day from New York, Long Island. It's Linda Bruno. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We are excited about today's episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. We're going to do another uh, roundtable, Bobby and I are. And uh, Bobby, Bobby's in Cincinnati, Kevin here in the Nashville area. And it's funny, as the crow flies, uh, I, JJ and I figured this out last week that we're what, like less than 10 miles from each other? Yes. And we've never met. That's <laughs> never met are you kidding me? No. No. We lived in Miami at the same time together and our, our paths crossed audibly, but never in person. And here we are, you know, in the same area all this time. Time have never met in person, and then the <laughs> pandemic hit, and you know everything. What part of Nashville are you in, JJ? I'm in a lovely town called Greenbrier, which is uh, northwest, about 20 minutes northwest of uh, of Nashville. It's a very small town. town. Yeah, very small town. Yeah, I think that's where uh, Dave Hoffman lives too. Um, so the, the the water is really good for VO people over there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's dive into this. Um, JJ, we know JJ's history a little bit from previous episodes of the Middle Class VO podcast. And uh, of course, JJ made the top 10 list of our uh, top 10 moments from 2019. Oh, so I, I wasn't aware. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're, uh, you're in, actually, your Sophia Loren story was just fantastic. And so we had to include that. Uh, <laughs> just love hearing that story. And, and I'm sure you're going to regale us with other tales today. But I want to bring <laughs> Linda on board. Yes, yes. And uh, Linda, tell us uh, a little bit about your history, your background in radio and singing as well, and how mm. all of that led to voiceover. Okay. Well, the crazy part is that JJ was the first person to ever produce my demo when I was 22 in 1992. Um, Wow. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And it's awesome that we're- You were like eight at the time, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's great that we're such good friends now um, and work together. But um, I was in Miami as well, like you guys were too. And my father was in advertising and he said, do you want to come down and see a voiceover session happen? Um, and at the time, Connie Zimmet. Do you know Connie Zimmet, yes. Kevin? Yes. Okay. Everybody from that area, I believe, knows Connie. The That's worth her salt, Connie. anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so she was the voice of the company that my father worked with. So I went down there. I was 18. I watched this woman in this little glass booth, you know, do these things. And my dad was directing her and saying, take a second off here. Take a half a second. And, of course, she nailed everything. 
And mm-hmm. I thought, whatever she's doing in that little box, I want to do that. Um, and thankfully, she was coaching. She was coaching these small classes. And I think she did it as a favor for my dad so she wouldn't, like, you know, <laughs> not get paid. So, but thankfully, <laughs> I had some talent, so it wasn't a complete waste of time. Um, my parents even pulled her aside and said, just be honest with us. If she's not good, just tell us. Oh, wow. But, well, that's good, though. Like, that's good for you. Yeah. Not like Connie would ever, you know, have BS. No, she wouldn't hold back. Right. <laughs> not Connie. No. Right. Uh-uh. So she let this little shy 18 year old go in and take this class with it was all radio people trying to get in a voiceover. Right, JJ? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. And Bunch JJ was people. producing. Yeah. JJ was running the board. So. And I was already kind of doing VO then because I was uh, doing production for three radio stations and it started to blossom at that point. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wound up meeting him then, working, you know, coaching with her, and she pulled me aside and said, you should do this for a living. You could make a lot of money. That's all I had to hear. So my path took me through radio, you know, like so many of us go, because I needed to be near a microphone. So I started in Fort Myers, Florida, working in radio. And then I said at 27, it's now or never, I'm going to make the jump to New York and get an agent and try to get union work. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. I, yeah. I, real quick, I want to hear about your song, your single. You had an actual oh, single God. released, right? Yes. <laughs> oh. Tell us, because I listened to that, and that is a very danceable track, Linda. <laughs> it's so awful. It's awful. <laughs> you know that Miami sound, that really cheesy yep. Miami sound? Yeah. Well, a friend yeah. of a friend owned a record label. I'm saying this very loosely. And <laughs> the guy was like, hey, come sing a song. And in, my studio is in my basement. Now, today, somebody says that to you, you'd be like, suspicious, right? Right. right. And I have me. candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Ignore and, the white windowless van outside. Right. <laughs> I didn't make anything of it. I was like, oh, I get to sing on something. So, yeah, it was a cover of Bobby Caldwell's What You Won't Do for Love. But a dance version with all that cheesy Miami stuff. So I sang on it and forgot about it. And then I I think I made like $1,500 because it sold really well in Italy for a while. (laughs) Wow. It's the last name, right? (laughs) Right, right. But that was it. That was my big big success. I love that a new song from Aline LeBruno. (laughs) Yeah. Big in the dance clubs. Big in the dance clubs. It goes a tip a tap. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny well, now, you know we're I want... all gonna google it now right <laughs> yep. yeah yeah probably, linda yeah. Pl- please it, it, what is the name of it again and it's under your name yeah it's uh actually if you look up shade featuring linda bruno and the song is <laughs> yeah I, 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 don't ask me i don't know and the so song 70s. is what you won't do for love <laughs> and oh, it was from the 70s I I, it, well it sounds the name sounds like it is, oh, okay. but it's from yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like okay. the '90s, like because if you 90s. if you look up the police records in Miami, you'll find my name from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> really, different records. <laughs> oh, different yeah, records. Exactly. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> but it's on YouTube, right, Linda? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have. I've I only think that's where audio. I saw it. Oh, I think. I think. I think I saw it on uh, YouTube, okay, Kevin, but we'll, we'll you check that out. Find it and pop a little bit. In. I think we should all take a break and go to. listen. Is what I think <laughs> right now.
Well, while, while we're uh, in between uh, moments, uh, first of all, uh, JJ, why don't you talk about your connection with Linda and the fact that you guys also have your own podcast and, and tell us uh, the impetus of that. I, I know it comes from wanting to help people out who otherwise might have been being bamboozled by others in the industry. Yes, 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 yes. Linda and I really never lost touch um, right. throughout all of these years. That's awesome. Um, just, you know, I kept hearing her name. I kept hearing her on things, and and we traded agents and, and things like that, and we've just been working very closely together for, I don't even want to say how many years. <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, you know, she's kind of a... Uh, somebody that I call, like you are becoming, Kevin, uh, somebody I call to go, you, you know what happened today? And it's, it's kind of a, you know, <laughs> a moan session is what it is. Yes. And, yeah. um, Kvetching a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And I would I would get demos from people and, you know, I, I would say, so where'd you get this done? And they would say a name of a company, which I'll leave out. Um, and I'd say, oh, how much did you p- p- pay? <laughs> oh, no, 6000 And I went, oh, good. Could you send me the demo? And I went, you know, sure. So I listened to the demo, and it was better than mine. So what I did that day was I called the guy back, and I said, okay, um, I'm going to send you three pieces of copy. I need them back in a half an hour, deep breath, and ready to air. No music. And he sent me three of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. And I called him back and I said, so how long did you study before you did the demo? And how long did it take you to do the demo? And he said, well, it was like two months. And I went, all right, well, you can't learn to be a nurse in two months. Um, And then the demo, he said, yeah, we did it over the course of like, I don't know, Monday to Friday. And I, I just, that's, that's when I started talking to Linda and I had, you know, I was telling that story and she said, you know, we ought to start a podcast and, and be very real about this business. Yeah. And we both decided it would be good for just, we had a pod, uh, not the podcast, but we had a workout the other night and somebody had a demo from some major company and, and I just, I, I don't know. It just wasn't there. I'm just I'm I got tired of seeing because I have a physical studio here on Long Island, so I would have students come here mm-hmm. and be upset that they were not having any success with the demo. Um, and so and then they would tell me that they'd spend five grand, six grand on all of this, and it just it was killing me. I just I just yeah. I thought this is wrong. You're being <laughs> lied to, you're being sold the dream of voiceover. And, you know, New Yorkers, we don't have, you know, mince words. So I was like, I'm going to be honest and tell you that this isn't good enough. And you weren't ready to make that demo. Um, and then that's really why I started coaching physically here yeah. and brought in in JJ, you know, remotely. And then from there, it just took off. It's like, you know what? We were in radio. It makes sense to do a podcast. But it's really a no BS podcast. We just we talk about our daily lives. We talk about all the crap. You know, and some of the good stuff, but mostly oh, a session. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I just, um, yeah, yeah, we just kept feeling sorry for these people. And the, the, I the, help the, them. the bottom line is that you've got to be able to live up to the demo that you send out. Right. If mm-hmm. you can't copy that in a couple of minutes for a client that's on the phone, they're not going to call you again. They're going to go, oh, here's another one of those demos from another one of those places mm-hmm. where they took too long to produce it. And they can't get it done in time, you know, yeah. or any time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. the, other, the other day we were working with somebody and wow. uh, I worked with, a, I did an hour lesson with him. And it was, it was a rough hour. I got to be very honest. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Then he sent me his demo and my God, it was fantastic. 
So I actually wow. called him and I said, "Can just a just a quick question? Where's the guy that was on the demo today?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I, I, you know, I, I did this and did that, and I went, well, there you go again." Yeah. And I said, "You, you need help to get to the point of where you actually are in your demo." You know, I was going to ask both of you this um, before Kevin. You even brought it up. Um, because I'm on the social media, the group chats a lot with the the beginners. And that is probably one of the most asked questions, like, when am I ready for a demo? Can I make my own to begin with? Mm. And hearing both of your stories and your backgrounds, I mean, we're all from radio, so of course we were called into production to do, you know, spots. And then, in, in my case, the production guy kind of put together a little demo for me to start you know, working at the PTPs and that, and but mm-hmm. wouldn't even think about going to agents or anything until I had a professional demo done. So it's interesting to hear both of your story on when you officially went to get a, a professional demo done. Yeah. And I think everybody starts with a fake demo. Yeah. I, I know I did. Mm-hmm. I know you Linda start did. Somewhere. And then yeah. the, the first one you book, if it's good enough, you say, may I have a copy of it, please? And then if it's something that's playing that people will really hear, start your demo with it. Take the fake one off and replace it with the real one first. So, you know, if you're like, um, I do the sandals and that's what my demo starts with because it's a pretty well-known product and they go immediately, they go, oh, oh, this is the guy who does sandals. And maybe they won't even listen anymore. They'll just say, yeah, he can do this. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you slowly possible. replace the fake with the real and then uh, yeah. and then you become ridiculous about it and you start doing it every week <laughs> as long it's as you're obsession. proud of uh, as long as you're proud of the, Absolutely. the spot that you did you do something good and you go you know I can take that out and put this in but I really like that but oh I don't know you know and what I never put perfect bacon bowl on my demo oh no well <laughs> that's because that's because you lost the account to me <laughs> I know if I'm going to lose it to anybody that's fine is that a true story? Yes. Yes. And you yes. knew each other at the so time? So Linda wow. was the voice of the direct response retail sensation, the bacon bowl, and you lost that gig to JJ? Yes. Yeah. Suddenly it was done, and I heard it, and it it's was JJ. It's a bowl made of bacon. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I know. Yes. I know. I don't it's mind losing random. stuff to Linda. I just don't. <laughs> well, there's a lot of direct retail stuff that comes out of the Miami area, right? Yes. Yes. That's that's what I. That's what I thought. <laughs> We're so glad to have you guys on. I want to do a little uh, uh, teasing of what's coming up. We're going to get a. Uh, we have some regular features on the, the program. One of which is uh, called Nightmare Sessions, where uh, voice actors talk about sessions, or, or even directors and in, in management and that sort talk about sessions that could not have possibly gone worse. We're going to get a story from Linda coming up in just a little bit, <laughs> and then we are going to challenge. J.J. Wilson with the Ooh. cold read challenge oh, coming gosh, up in just a bit as well. I've got to run. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had a thing. <laughs> and everybody before you, by the way, J.J., no pressure, oh. but everybody before you have been stellar. Oh. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Bobby. No pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, but I know it's in Chinese, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm setting you up for success, JJ. Thank so you. Uh, I think you're, you're going to crush it. All right. Is that um, now? Is that the so, copy you sent me last week that I've been working on for four or five days? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no script needed. It's memorized. Okay. Um, so, let, guys, let's talk about the whole. Uh, Linda, first of all, are are you union? Are you SAG after currently? I am FICOR. 
Okay, the, perfect. The bad, and JJ, perfect, we yeah. know, is a union member, and Bobby recently joined. I am the only stalwart of this group, I guess, um, as far as holding out on joining the union. Now, this last week, uh, Bob Bergen uh, started a campaign for the union to change and to adapt and to evolve into the uh, current voiceover landscape. And uh, JJ, let's start with you. And, and what is your opinion on union nowadays? And, and do you think Bob Bergen is spinning his wheels? It's possible. Um, I, I was a three-term president of AFTRA back back in the 90s. And I, I will never forget sitting at the, at the, at the conference table. They're having a meeting and I have to admit that most of the people sitting around the table were not working much in the voiceover field. A couple of us were. And they started talking about a strike. And I went, <laughs> I just got back. This was in the 90s. And I, I said, I just got back from doing South Florida Ford dealers. And I made like $2,000. And you want more money for that? I was there for 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took me longer to get there yeah, than it did to do, do this. Want? Yeah, I said, you're, you're being greedy. Don't do that. This is insane. We talk. We're not saving lives. We're not, and they, they didn't listen. They voted me out and went on strike, and I lost everything. I was out of work completely for a year because I was trying to, to do the right thing and stay with the union. But I lost Seriously? everything. No. Wow. Ford, South Florida, uh, Florida Lottery, Channel 4. A news announcer. Everything that was union was gone. And I went from shopping at Macy's to, and I was raising two children on my own at that time, to shopping in thrift stores. And you put your children to work. I did. <laughs> I, well, as a matter of fact, I did. They, they did do some voiceovers. They're still the voice of the uh, Fire Island Lighthouse tour. My daughter was nice. four and my son was six. And uh, that's another funny story, but I'll tell that a different time. But I, I don't know. It would be nice if they did. I think as an organization, I think they'd make a ton more money. Yes. A ton yeah. more of us would have health insurance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All they Man. have to do is just look at voice one, two, three for an hour, and they can base their entire thing on that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're new rates and, you know, you know, just, just come up with a new rate pattern. That's all seven, because when you get paid for a car spot through the union, then you have to add 39% to it for taxes and pension and welfare, which is fine. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. thank, thankfully I do have two nice pensions from the unions from when I was in the unions. Um, but there's got to be a different way to do this. You know, for saying five words, you know, I'll tell the guy, well, just give me 50 bucks, I'll have it to you in three minutes. And in three minutes, you've made $50. You know, if mm -hmm. it's, you know, yeah. just a quick tag or something, but you, you know, otherwise it's 300 and they're not going to go for that. Not in today's world. And unless yeah, no. you're an LA, Chicago, New York, bigwig making a ton of money or a newscaster, you know, things like that. That's usually union. But I consider myself to be the middle of the spectrum. You know, we're, I'm sitting at home and I don't have to worry about that stuff and I don't have to, you know, walk around New York City all day waiting for auditions. I did that for a while and I, it went very well. I was quite surprised at how much money you can make doing that. Yes. But I didn't want to raise my kids there and I didn't want to work that hard. Yeah, it is hard work. It, it really is. What do you think it took Bob Bergen to make this step? Because, I mean, if you talk to somebody who's supporting the union, do you think his income has been compromised because of it? And that's finally what led him to... Uh, I do. To, to, okay. I do. Yeah. 
I, I think that they, you know, they keep raising the threshold for the insurance qualification. When I was working, it was like eight grand. Now yes. it's 33. Mm. And uh, I'm sure Bob Bergen makes the wrong that. Way. But it, it is going the wrong way. And it's just, it's, you know, for, because there are too many of us middle people now for them to compete with. So they're either going to yeah. have to lose or join us. Right. And I think maybe if the right people, uh, powerful people and very talented people like Bob Bergen go after it and get a lot of people behind him, I, I think it's possible. Yeah. Did you guys get the questionnaire um, yesterday? And I'm thinking it might have something to do with all of this. The questionnaire that's floating around to voiceover artists only. No. And it asks if you're union. I'll send it okay, to yeah, you. I because it's, it they you. say to you know pass it on, pass it on. But um, it took like a minute or two to fill out. But it, it asks questions like, how much work do you do? What percentage of your work is union? What percentage of your work is pay to play or marketing? And, and what genres you're in? Am I allowed so to I use a decimal point? That. <laughs> sure let's be specific linda i want to ask linda about uh because I, I think we're all in the uh pay-to-play world here yeah. linda you know how what are your thoughts on the pay-to-play world for voice actors just coming into it and and you know how some people will poo-poo the pay-to-play world what are your thoughts on that caca oh no no sorry <laughs> tell us more no, I, I I think that it's a great place to start. I think it gives you a chance to audition. You get a chance to see various scripts and, you know, what uh, producers are asking for. Um, and if you can just make that initial investment, I think it's a, it's a great training ground. And you can gain clients from it. I mean, years and years ago when they were first starting out, I built a great client base through the pay-to-plays. I got Verizon, for crying out loud. So wow. there are... You can get some really good jobs. It's just, you know, now the fray, there's so many people auditioning that it's like it's just going into that grind and just saying, I'm going to audition. I'm going to do so many a day. But I I totally Mm -hmm. recommend it. I think why not? Why not? Why not throw your why not throw your hat in the ring if you can? Yeah, I, th- I, I found Bobby uh, via pay to play. And Linda, I think that's yeah. how you and I connected, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think you were looking for auto chicks. Yeah. Auto chicks. Yeah, auto chicks. I'm always looking for an auto chick. That's my search term, auto Can chick. I, may I jump in and add something to that? To the auto chick? Sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say jump and auto chick in the same sentence, okay? Exactly. Um, I agree totally with both of you. Um, but I also think that that's part of the problem. They're like after is going after and Sag are going too far north, and some of these pay to plays are going too far the other way. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I used to call voice one two three on a weekly basis, and say you know you got something listed here. It's a ten minute video, and you're offering a hundred dollars. Are you out of your mind? And she yeah. would say, oh, I didn't see that one. I must have missed it. And I said, well, you know, this is my ninth week in a row of calling you and letting you know what's going on on your site. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, you're going to lose me. And yeah. she said, well, it's hard to keep track. And I went, well, you're, you're wrecking the market. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would add, too, that just because you're just starting out, you shouldn't be doing bottom of the barrel rates. No. You know? No. It's like, don't put yourself on sale when you haven't even <laughs> gotten any clients. Oh, God, then so. I shouldn't start the 499er site? <laughs> right. We talked oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> good grief. I don't know, Val. Because you know what? 
Every time you take one of those tiny little rates, they are the worst at coming back I, and saying, can you do this right? again? Oh, I love that site. You know why? Every single time. I love that site. You know why? Why? Because as soon as they get done with them, they call me and they go, that guy sucked. And I went, well, what did you expect? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> How much will it be? 200 Oh. Well, I said, do you want it to sound like his or do you want it to be arable? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And in three minutes. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Well, Linda, let's, let's dive into a little bit more about what you're doing on a day-to-day basis here on the Middle Class VO Podcast. Our philosophy is we're always in the middle of our career, so we're always right. striving. We're, we're well-established. We got the meat and potatoes coming in, but we're always looking for those cool national gigs as well. Uh, Bobby and I both work in a lot of automotive, uh, e-learning, radio radio imaging type stuff. And I mm-hmm. know, Linda, you know, I, I send you stuff monthly through right. a, a good client. Thank but what you. other stuff are you working on? You're welcome. Uh, what other stuff are you working on besides automotive on a regular basis? Uh, my main bread and butter is promo, actually. So I have been, thank, luckily, <laughs> the voice of Disney Junior for Southeast Asia for 12 years. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah. Bobby does some uh, overseas promo work, too. Oh, yeah? I do. Yeah, for a Dubai um, Kids Network. It's called E-Junior. Oh, very cool. Oh. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So similar genres. Yeah, promo. Mm-hmm. I, if I could do everything promo, that would be a gift because I just I love doing promo work. But that, I do some TV stations. I was a voice of HSN for six years. Um, oh, yeah. TLC. I didn't know that, too. Yeah. Oh, very so cool. So that, I would say, is Still the majority, not the majority, but it's a good portion of my income. Um, Excuse me, car dealerships, of course. But I do have my regular longstanding clients that are still doing some retail, even though that's been, you know, a little iffy well, due to COVID. But I have that. And I've really kind of dived in into doing some more uh, networking and reach out, which is something that I got very lazy about the last uh, probably five years, 10 years. And, oh, is it marketing the worst? Oh, I hate oh it. God. You know, no. it's 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 <laughs> a trap. This makes me chew my nails. It's a trap <laughs> because you get clients, you're doing great, you get busy. And then you don't think about the fact that, you know what, I might lose one and I need to find another. Um, and then you're like, I'm so tired because I just did all this. Oh, I have all these clients. Everything's great. You know, and then the next thing you know, one's like, guess what? We're using another voice. And you're like, oh, OK, now I got to get myself out there. So I have been remiss at making that a regular part of my routine, but I'm I'm getting myself back on track with it. You know, what about you, JJ? Are you doing a ton of marketing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, uh, I've got to guess no. Um, <laughs> See, I, I called Frank a couple of weeks ago, but that, no, not much, no. But that was no. about the itch you had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was for a doctor's appointment, and I can't go into details. Um, no, um, since I have the agents around the country, you know, none of them, the big New York or L.A. agents, I just have the, the medium-sized ones, but they're all wonderful. And, you know, we all do five or six or seven auditions a day anyway, and to me, that is marketing. Yeah, I do that as well. Mm -hmm. The auditions are definitely primary. That's the way I market today. It's because I know I'm auditioning for seven different clients in one day. But if you send them all demos, they're going to go in the garbage because they get, you know, 100 a day. So I think the the best way to market right now is just to to find an agent who will take you on and book one with them. And they just love you to death. I agree. I mean, so the the agents are still a major part of my my auditioning it's not I mean, like the old days where i'd send you a reel to reel to somebody but 
And the funny thing is about the old days is you did somebody, if you sent somebody a demo, it could be a year. And they call you and they go, wow, that, that demo was really good. And I said, I brought it over a year ago. Yeah, and right. I said, well, yeah, it's been sitting on my desk, didn't get a chance to hear it. And then, so sometimes they call you immediately and sometimes it could be a year. I have it happen with newsletters that I send out. And I only send out like a quarterly about my business. I don't like to inundate people with I would stuff. Do, I would do four but, times a year instead of that. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. good advice, That's a much JJ. better number than Thank quarterly. You. But I notice that people will hang on to the newsletter and they'll reply to me like two years later to book me for something. Do they really? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? They've they've obviously remembered that and it's, it's valuable because you get another client out of it. Or they're not unhappy during the pandemic because they ran out of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) True. Speaking of the pandemic, do you guys see toilet paper? I'm feeling a little flushed. Hang on. Okay. Obviously, 2020, we had no idea what was going to book and and what kind of auditions we're going to get. What do you or do you see any genres that are just going to explode this year that that we can make? You know, good Jack one. I I'm hoping the cars come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. the car spots yeah. they really did deteriorate because the production um, facilities for cars closed down for three months. You can't go wrong though. Moving forward with anything medical and healthcare, I mean, you know, yeah, there's you a gotta, lot of that now. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to yeah. work on a new reel or you know, getting your chops fresh, I would dive into medical because there's just so much yep. now out there and that's going to be the purpose. I'm getting a little annoyed with it though because I just turned 60 and now everything is has do you have you know oh, come yeah, on yes, yes. <laughs> jeez right so. before we get too much further and let time get away from us because I, I could chat with you guys and do the podcast with you for hours uh, but we all don't have that we probably should be doing some auditions too but um, I don't <laughs> well it, you you got something to get ready for. You got the cold read challenge coming up in just a second, bud. Oh, but Linda, yes. let's talk about nightmare sessions. We have, uh, Bobby and I have shared some of our worst horror stories that we've gone through during a session. And in, in some in some cases, it, it involves an audition where you get callbacks on the audition and anyway, et cetera. Right. So Linda, please tell us, share with us a nightmare session that you have experienced. Nightmare Sessions. The sad part is that I could give you levels of nightmares. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to give you, yeah, because I've had nightmare auditions in person. I've had uh, sessions that start off really badly. Um, like I walked, I had to go into the city to do a session for Ortega. And I walk in and there are seven separate people with seven, seven separate opinions plus an engineer uh, in the room. Uh. And one guy says to me, he goes, you know what? I'm the one that didn't want you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice to meet you. That's New Hello. York. Yeah. And I said to him, well, thank goodness the other six did, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. and nice. I haven't even started the session at that point. Um, but no. And you're in tears by this point. <laughs> oh, God, you have to have nerves of steel. But as far as a full session goes, here at the studio, my partner Dave, who produces and he does voiceover as well, we had this client. They were clicking in remotely, phone patch, and it was five people on the phone. Okay, half of them on speakerphone, which just drives me crazy because they can't hear properly, you know. So the first read I do, they completely pick it apart. Second read to the 10th read, completely pick it apart. Not happy. Then they start questioning the studio quality. 
and they're asking Dave, is this a real studio? Because it doesn't sound right. And I'm thinking, Ooh. you're on phone patch on a on a freaking speakerphone. So we're just kind of like letting it roll. The lead person directing says, oh, don't get used to us because you're not going to be like the voice of any of our other commercials. And I'm like, oh, Good okay. Right. Oh, see, Linda, you're a better person than I. I would have told them to... Well, it wasn't really my client. It was Dave's. So oh. I'm just the talent. You had to this play point. nice. Right. And, you know, Dave is rolling his eyes and trying to stay calm. <laughs> so by, by take 40, they like what they think they hear. And the woman says, oh, keep that one. Keep that one. I really like that one. But just do it again. OK, so we have another one. So all Dave does oh. is play back that one that I just did. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and what does she say? No, it doesn't sound anything like the one that I liked. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. And we, I am sitting there thinking, when is this session going to be over? Finally, wow. thankfully, Dave is great at smoothing over stuff. They agree. Okay, we got it. They were kind of cranky. We got off the line. Well, guess who became their voice for the next four years? Me. Nice. Seriously. <laughs> Wow. That is funny. Yeah. And after that, every session, we'd be like, oh, God, it's that session. And then they were the nicest people. It was just that one session. Wow. <laughs> like bullies, aren't they? I wouldn't have made it through. Yeah. Like, what, what I think it's take? a power <laughs> thing. They just have to feel like yeah. they're in <sighs> control or I don't know. Because mm-hmm. they can't do it. They can't do what we do. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh. It's all control. Oh, so <laughs> aggravating. I'm aggravated for you. <laughs> I was just going to say, Kevin, I've never heard you so mad before. You're like ready to punch the wall. <laughs> oh, I had oh one, last week I when, tell you when I called? Yeah. I want to tell you one, oh, some, anyway, something really quick. Ahead, Sorry. So I had a nightmare audition once. I'm in the city. I'm in front of a casting director who is extremely pregnant. And I guess she was feeling hormonal. And I did my read and she burst out into tears. <laughs> And she goes, not like that. That's not it at all. And and oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. told me to leave. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she told you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. Yeah. Hormones. <laughs> okay. Here's a quickie. Did a session at three o'clock with a guy. He sent me the copy. I read it. Sent it over. He called. He said, "Great. I want one one change." He sent over the change. I recorded it. I sent it back. I never heard from him. An hour later, I gave him a call. He didn't answer. An hour later, I gave him a call. He didn't answer. He had passed away <gasps> between... <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Yes. <laughs> that needs to be in a book. <clears throat> he had passed right? away. Seriously. He had a massive heart attack and died at his desk listening to me. <laughs> Did you read that good? <laughs> And then I did a helicopter tour once for Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, and it's just an awful story, but I, I never did them again. I said, I'm not doing these anymore, but as, as I was saying, if you look out the window, you'll see the ground is coming up very quickly, and the, <laughs> the, the helicopter crashed. What? It did? Oh, no. Yes. And oh, I, I said, God, I, I'm not doing these anymore. I'm not going to take that chance. Wow. I just, it was awful. So, yeah. I thought you had done that as just kind of a joke take or whatever. No. And, uh, well, I, did, I didn't actually say that, but I mean, it, oh, my oh. Lord. You know, you know, look at the beautiful mountains. They're getting closer. Um, <laughs> Kevin, we really do need to write a book. We need to accumulate all these stories. <laughs> oh, these are great stuff. stories. Crazy stuff. These are great stories. Well, he, we're going to get on to the Cold Raid Challenge with JJ. Um, JJ, I'm going to send you an email. It's going to include a Word document. You pull it up. Yes. Read the read the direction, the voiceover direction aloud, okay. and then you dive into the read. Okay. Fair enough. Sure. 
Um, it's not so one of those six-paragraph um, directions, no. is it? it, it I want it's you to be an tall, but windy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's about five or six uh, words. Okay, good. And the script script is around thirty, but no need to worry about timing. I All want right. you to pay attention to the direction mostly. I just hit send on that. So JJ, uh, please give us a play-by-play. I'm going to go take of... my baby aspirin just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, JJ, I got my you... nitro ready. How oh. do you act windy, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here I'll show you. <laughs> Show me. Cold Read Challenge. All right, J.J. Wilson, Cold Read. I am opening up the file now. Uh, Oh, I read this one yesterday. What a coincidence. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Uh, Direction, luxury resort retreat commercial, smooth, opulent, inviting. In these uncertain times, we want you to feel safe when you're ready to travel. And nobody knows that better than JJ's House of Pain. We all have protocols in place for your safety. The dungeon room is equipped with ultraviolet sanitation wands, along with the usual assortment of whips and battery cables. Mm. Our rubber room features latex outfits that have been used less than five times each for your protection. Plus, the jello room at JJ's House of Pain is guaranteed to be 50% bacteria-free for your money back. Finally, to ensure your safety, we temperature check our donkeys on a daily basis. Rest assured, your next visit to JJ's House of Pain will be stress-free and safe. However, if you feel uncomfortable, remember to use safety phrase, surrender, Dorothy. For more details, log on to www.jjshouseofpain.whip. <laughs> yeah! Who wrote this? I love it. Yeah. Uh, your daddy right here wrote that. Oh, I Just love for you. it, Kevin. I fantastic. love it. Fantastic. JJ's House of Pain. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. <laughs> oh, I told you I'd set you up for success. That's classic. That's classic. <laughs> Wait a minute. We temperature check the donkeys. <laughs> and you didn't you didn't break stride there I at all. I did not that. break. Oh. I just my eyes got ahead of me and I said, Oh shit, I see the word donkeys. <laughs> I'm in trouble. That's great. Oh man. Oh, that, that went is about as good as I could expect. Oh, that so was good. wonderful, Kevin. Thank you very much. That, yeah. <laughs> that's almost as, <laughs> as good as I, I did a read the other day for the equivalent of Colaguard on how to do the procedure. And they oh, didn't no. have any of the video written. And I had to stop every three seconds and go, what is the man going to be showing? <laughs> <laughs> do not overstuff oh. fecal matter into the tube. And I'm going, get in there, darn it. <laughs> Oh, that was wonderful. Oh my Kevin. gosh! Thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for being on great. the Middle Class of EO so podcast fun. and uh, Linda Bruno and JJ Wilson. Hey, uh, Linda, <laughs> tell us about your podcast and and your workouts that you have. Okay, well, first off, the two of you have got to come on our podcast now. Yes, <laughs> I would love it. Right? Oh sure. yes, that would be we great. We have so much fun. Oh, um, you wait the till voice. the copy I give you, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, boy, he's got time to plan. Um, it's the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. You can pretty much get it wherever you get, wherever normal podcasts are 
are sold. sold. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's just real talk about the industry. Uh, we're on episode 57 that I just mixed. And, nice. Um, yeah, you know, it's we're asking for listener questions at this point because, you know, you kind of get to a point where, like, how much else can I talk about <laughs> the voiceover industry? Um, but it's great. Yeah. And our workouts, we do workouts a few uh, Wednesdays a month. And it's JJ and I. We only allow six people, so everybody gets enough time to um, read scripts. We provide the script. And it's really current stuff. It's whatever we're auditioning with. And we coach for two hours. And we have a great time. It's just, it's affordable. It's 50 bucks for the two hours. Plus, you get to hear other people. And we have, you know, JJ, right? We have like a range of of levels of expertise. So we have people Do that have ever? never even spoken on a, <laughs> right. you know, on a My microphone. Marcel Marceau was on the other day. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to working voice actors. So, um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I think wow. we have Evelyn Wood next week. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh <my goodness> <laughs> <gracious>. <laughs> and Linda, what is your pot, your uh, website in case somebody wants to reach out to you? Sure. Um, it's voiceover.guru or lindabruno.com. So. And JJ, what are, what are your specs? What, how can somebody reach you? Because JJ's uh, JJ going to Wils- get the job anyway, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> J- JJ Wilson Voices at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much. So and much and fun. I do have an update on uh, Linda's song. Oh. It has, <laughs> at this hot minute, it has 81 views on YouTube. <laughs> really? And Since 1992? It, no, 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 no. This version was uploaded in April oh, of okay. 2020. So, so there's still hope. So if you want to go on YouTube and put in What You Won't Do For Love remix featuring Linda Bruno, you will find it. And the shade. All right, but before I listen, Kevin, I'm going to need to borrow your size 11 high heels, if that's all right. I want to be able to dance to it while I'm listening. I'm a little alarmed that you know exactly what size shoe I wear. (laughs) Creeper alert. I'm your work wife, and I'm leaving. Well, I'm much taller on radio. Oh, guys, thanks so much for being on the Middle Class VO podcast. Thank you. uh, Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to do this again sometime for sure. About 4.30? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> great, to, great to talk with you guys. Thank Likewise, you guys. Bobby. Likewise. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. What you want?